it's Denise from Women Beyond a Certain Age. I always say I'm excited and people must think, could she please think of another word? But I'll tell you what the problem is. Excited works. I'm very excited about our guest today. And it's Miss Kathy Burrow. If you know Kathy's books, if you know Kathy from the Washington Post, um, I think, Kathy, I know you from Facebook. I'm not sure that I... I don't know that we've met in person. Did we ever meet at IACP? I don't know, possibly, but okay. I'm terrible. I, I think I have, uh, I love your books. I love the, When Pies Fly, is that the name? Am I saying it correctly? Okay, yes. first of all, the name. Who wouldn't Thank want you. to buy a book that's called When Pies Fly? I, I think it should say When Pies Fly by my window so that I could, exactly. But, I think that's fabulous. So tell this is why I, I asked Kathy this time because I thought it was absolutely wonderful. And it's so, um, the message was very clear in the article on Food 52 about called, I have to write it down because I have a mind like a sieve, Kathy, the power of self-publishing and you were mentioned in it. And then what I, texted you and said, would you like to be a guest? You said the most interesting thing that you are now going to be doing a newsletter and dusting off your website. So you're in a whole, you're going in a whole other direction. I, well, I, I it, am, it's an I'm extension not. of what you, yeah, it's an extension of what you're doing. I I'm feel so like proud. my whole life has been a kind of uh, building blocks of experience that lead me from one place to the next. I, yep. I, mean, I started early on, really like as a child, I worked in a, as a buyer in a housewares department in the um, 70s when all of housewares was becoming a big deal for the first time. Yes. Kind of like uh, colorful kitchenware and all of those um, trends. So I came from that retail world and then opened my own food shop in the early 80s. And then I worked in a you know straight marketing department for a few years. And I had a consulting business doing marketing um, and membership development for groups. And then I became a landscape designer and then I became a food writer. But every one of those uh, pieces of my life built on the next. My retail experience made me a better marketing manager. Absolutely. You know, and that made me a better landscape designer because I knew how to talk to my clients. And then landscape and gardening made me a better advocate for local eating and local food. Oh, and nice. Yes. So, uh, and now I guess this next evolution, I've written three, I've got my fourth book on the way. Um, I hope to keep writing books that that's where my my passion is, is in books. Uh, but for now, I'm enjoying exploring all the, this sort of broad sense of who I am, food, landscape and garden and knitting and exploring that as a writer through my newsletter. And now, isn't that the name of your newsletter? I wrote it down. Yes. Cook, Cook, garden, knit, repeat. That's right. That's my life. Adorable. <laughs> when I was talking to you, I'll tell you, I just think, Kathy, I love, first of all, I think self-publishing is brilliant for all, for everyone. Do you know what I mean? I think that it's, it's time has come. I mean, do you remember just a few years ago, people would, would even whisper, they'd say, well, she has a cookbook. 
but it's self-published. I mean, there was like this stigma if you, if you self-published a book. And, and I like anything like that, which is why I think, I think of all these changes in publishing, all these changes in writing, and when blogs came out, which is what I love, the entrepreneurial part of it is genius, okay, and necessary. So I, I, I've published it, it's eight books and one and several of them have had four or five editions, Kathy. Okay. So um, I, I certainly had some brilliant publishing stories and success. And I've had one or two that if I saw the person on the street, my husband would have to pull me off. Do you know what I'm saying? So, yeah. So I it, think it, that uh, for me, book publishing still remains like, I think the pros should do that. They've got distribution and whatever. I, absolutely. But in terms of like what we're, um, what we are devouring on a daily basis, the media that comes to our inboxes um, through, you know, newsletters and um, pieces from major publishers, all of that has been uh, watered down, I think, by this need for SEO and the drive ah. for images. Yes. And I've always been a writer who's a really shitty photographer, um, <laughs> you know, and, and so I do my best. I kind of copy other people to see if I can make it sort of look like that. Smart. But, my lighting is kind of bad and I, I'm not a stylist, but I can write. And so the newsletter puts me in a position where I can write what I want to write without worrying so much about corresponding imagery, where blogs right now are image driven. And I know. But I looked at your I looked at your website. I loved the letter that you opened it with with a picture of your puppy and then also saying, I'm, I'm I've been busy. Okay, you were cute. You like said, I'm busy. So I haven't been here, but I'm coming back, right. which I think is brilliant because I think that's so honest. And so many people from the beginning, I mean, they it's like if they haven't dusted off their blog, Kathy, for whatever reason, or they, you know, they didn't, it, it's not working for them anymore. I just got the piece and you say that you texted, you said to me yesterday, the newsletter is a new revival. Well, genius. What I loved about the article was that some, the new subscription newsletter. Yes, I know. And I, I haven't dipped my toe in the subscription part yet because it's so new and I didn't know if anybody would care. You know, yeah, of course. my brother might subscribe and maybe my husband would even sign up. But, um, and so I wasn't going to ask anybody to pay for it. And I was probably going to be willing to offer them money, but don't, <laughs> don't publish that. Um, so I haven't gone there, but I think that for many writers who have for years contributed to our food world, and I'm thinking here of David Leibovitz, for instance, yes! um, and Deb Perlman and some of the, you know, like the old time bloggers. And yep. I was part of that crowd too, but I slipped away from blogging to go to work for the Post and the New York Times and magazines and so on, you know, as a freelancer. And Deb and David have kept up their communication for so many years, so consistently and thoughtfully yes. and for free that now that there are opportunities to make these subscriptions, they deserve that money. And oh. that, I'd rather put it there than in Absolutely. the magazines that I think are failing us as cooks. <sighs> 
Well, you just said it. And here's, you know what? There goes my career. No, 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 no. Here's the thing. I I couldn't agree more, Kathy. I worked for magazines for years. Yeah. As a food stylist. Now, all of it's all just mountain building. I call it, it's like in California, we have earthquakes. Well, you can also look at it as mountain building. So there's been an earthquake in publishing. Did they need it? Yeah. You know, had they a lot of mismanagement here? Okay. A lot of it not keep not going in their direction. But I'll tell you something. I read Dave, I don't read a lot of newsletters. I don't read any, I have no subscriptions to magazines anymore because they're terrible. I mean, even the uh, dear to my heart on some of them, and now the artwork's even bad. So I can't, you know, I just think, oh, never mind. But they don't speak to me anymore. And and I understand that I've grown out of it. But that's exactly there are other things. The great that there are options. So David, I totally agree with you with David. And I know for me, different, again, marketing and sales, Kathy, which you obviously have a strong background. I've had a newsletter for 25 years. I started this, I'm so old, Kathy, we used to have to print the newsletter. Do you see what I'm saying? I do remember that. (laughs) Oh my God, a copy editor, and we had to have some cute graph, we printed it. Now that newsletter I've always had between three and 5,000 people, you know, it goes up and down a little bit, but that's usually, I think we're up to about 4,500 people right now, always for free, always so that people, all I did it for was to keep in touch with my clients. That's how and, I about it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And I'm still, now Cindy knows, um, we've been doing this. I said to Cindy, the newsletter may be going to heaven after this year because and I'm just saying but because I don't have the same need to keep in touch with my clients but you know what Kathy it is a wonderful your clients now that and with you expanding so you already have a readership for them to all of a sudden be able to hear about gardening more or knitting this is just genius it's 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 quite lovely to realize how many of my longtime readers are actually an awful lot like me. They also garden, they also knit. We share all these uh, things in common, um, or maybe we only share two out of three, but they appreciate that third. That's you know? right. And, uh, and so it's been great. I got, I got the most wonderful response today from one reader, and I just feel like I, I wanna share this with you, Denise. Please. It was wonderful. Uh, Vance Eli, who is the kitchen manager at Central Market Cooking School in Austin, Texas. Sure, I taught there many times. And he has been my chief, you know, right hand for cooking classes. I don't know how many times and at the Texas Book Festival. And he's just wonderful. Great sense of humor, easygoing, on the spot, perfect, perfect helper, right? Yeah. Today I get a note from him and he said, I, you know, they were snowed under, the, they lost a lot of power. He had a gas stove. He was able to make oh um, slab pies from my <laughs> book. And he met all of his neighbors and he's lived in this neighborhood for 10 years and never knew them because he worked at night and he would get home and he'd be tired. 
And now because of this emergency and my book, he went out and he met all of his neighbors. And I mean, I, I was just like tears in the oh, eye. It was so lovely. And that's why I do it. That is exactly why. It's not because I want a subscriber base, not because I need to you know collect subscription money. It's because I love hearing from these people that have in some way their life has you know, had a moment that intersected with mine. I think that's a wonderful story. Of course you would cry when people send you as an author, I mean, it, books, an article, a recipe, whatever. You don't know who you're hitting, Kathy. That's what I always say. Do. do you know what I mean? You yeah. do not know. Sometimes it's a wonderful thing and how lovely. I used to love to teach at Central Market. I taught, they would, you'd do the six in a row. My God, yeah. what a, it was a week. It, it was, was a week. A, it, I mean, really, it was like being in summer stock or something. You'd wake up every morning, you'd get on an airplane, fly to a new town, go teach. I loved it though. I'd come home bragging myself. Bragging, but they're wonderful people and they have beautiful product and it was totally worth it. And you would sell a lot of books. There's no doubt about it. The best help. I mean, the yes. best yeah. help. It was yes. great. All right. So this is, so as you're dusting it off, I love your expansion. I think the other thing, Kathy, something that you've mentioned, which I think for the people that listen to women beyond a certain age, which we assumed was going to be old ladies. And now we have found out, I mean, who knows? It's the same thing. We have a lot of listeners that are in their early 40s, women and men. Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes they're looking for people that we, they're looking for tips for the future. Do you see what I'm saying? They're looking... So what you just spoke of, how each the building blocks of your career, that's a very common theme with successful people that we find, yeah. that we interview. The other one I love is, which I, I, the other one I really love is that people will say things like, I didn't really know how to do it, but I just decided that I could. Now, when you got your first book contract, was it... <laughs> I, I, no one's going to be able to see how your face just made that funny face. <laughs> Worry, I, it's the sale. You want to make it. You look forward to it. The negotiations. I mean, come on, that's a big deal to get a big cook to get a cookbook deal. It's an, it's it's everything. And then what happened the next day when you realized you had the cookbook deal? Um, well, you know, I I've had two experiences here. The first was really when I got my first opportunity to write a story for the New York Times. And okay. I had never prior to that in my life written anything for any publication. Got it. Big never. deal. That's a big deal. And I got a call from the food editor at the time before Sam Sifton. And she said, would you like to write a preserving article for the New York Times? Because I had built a reputation in preserving. Okay. And I'm like, yeah, sure. I mean, I didn't, I didn't know what any of their words meant. I didn't know what a copy editor did. I didn't know if I should write in first person or third person. I mean, thankfully, I grew up the daughter of an English teacher. So I have a pretty good sense of the English language and I know how good to write. Good for you, absolutely. But, but I didn't know what I was doing. And I had a couple of friends who wrote at the paper and I would like write to them and say, what does it mean when she says this? And I really just stumbled through. So that was pretty amusing, but I had some support system. My, my first book deal, 
I had a lovely agent and she had really prepared me for a lot. Good, excellent. She was very, very experienced. I got her just by chance and she, she walked me through this process wonderfully. Yet that first day when you stare at the computer and you think, okay, mm, okay. And I remember some quote, I'm trying to remember exactly who it was, but it's like you, you put the paper in the typewriter and you stare at the blank page until blood runs from your forehead. And that's how I felt. <laughs> yes. Well, how lovely that your agent, and that's a good mention because an agent makes all the difference in the world. Absolutely. And and sometimes we get a tons of kids, young people. How do I get an agent? Do you know, da, 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 da. Well, we try to point them in the right direction um, because I've done half the books I've, I, I, one I self-published, which has been a big seller, but I had, my first two books was no agent, Kathy. And I always say, and I, and my agent, I didn't have an agent. They came directly to me fine. But then the editor that worked on it was a cross between Hitler and Mussolini. So it wasn't the most fun experience I ever had. Name but, that was, she, I, unfortunately, unfortunately, she's still alive, but the doesn't matter. But the bottom line is I learned so much from her because she right. was such a difficult personality that then it made all the other books easier. Do you know what I mean? So I always look at it as, uh, uh, what I would say, and I know I can tell from you, the, the best asset I have of everything in the world, Kathy, is that I just persevere. That's my best asset. Yeah. I, I don't, I made I, up. I'm willing to lose. There you go. <laughs> another way of persevering. Yeah. Exactly. I, my, my first book experience was terrifying and really, really hard on me. I mean, physically, emotionally, it was hard on my marriage, it was hard on everything. But, and it took me a long time to say I was willing to even think about a second one, but then I did that and I had a great experience. Good. Certainly a lot of it was from crawling over broken glass for that year <laughs> of the first book. And it made me understand the, pro well, first of all, not knowing the process is the most terrifying part of that first That's book, right. Where you don't really know what it means when you turn in your manuscript. Okay, like I'm sending right. you now what happens. Um, and, and every step is so novel. And I'm now finishing the work on my fourth single subject book. Okay. And, and this one has been really I don't want to say easy because no writing job is easy, but it has been straightforward. I haven't had stumbles because I it's like, oh, single subject book. This is how it's organized. Exactly. Do my recipe testing. These are the people I can count on to help me, you know, my colleagues, my exactly. friends. And that so it becomes easier. But the agent, you know, having an agent to help me make that first book proposal. I think the proposal took 10 months. Good for you. I get it. Book yeah. Five. So, know. you know, it, that for those 10 months were hard. <laughs> you, I so appreciate you, what you just said. One, <laughs> walk, crawling over glass, because that's a great description. <laughs> but also, it is hard. People, ha people have the fantasy of writing books. 
Okay. And it's like people have the same fantasy about being a food stylist. They think that all we do is we put a little parsley on the plate. Do you know what I mean? They have (laughs) once in a while when we would take interns and they would come to work for us. Like on the third day, these are 25 year old kids. They're dragging. They can barely. And I said to them, oh, weren't expecting the 14 hours of standing on on the studio floor or all the things that goes into So for you to be so honest, that's so lovely of you, because I say to people all the time, it's not what you think it is. It it does get easier. I agree. I think there's a, because you, I'm not saying formula, but you understand, you're saying, understanding the process. You think, oh, this is this, this, and this. Do you know what I mean? It becomes the chapters in your mind before you even write. Yeah. But thank you for being so honest. And people also never talk about that. It can be very stressful on your marriage. (laughs) I mean, yeah, I made over 800 pies in five months. (laughs) And I also, I ran a year long charcuterie um, program with a vegetarian for a husband. So it's, you know, 22 years. He's a, he's a love. I'm very fortunate. (laughs) Absolutely. Oh my, 800 pies. Mm-hmm. That's incredible. I'm, I'm just, in, I'm visualizing 800 pies. That's a lot of pie crust. A lot of pie crust. Now, do you, so the first, when you wrote your very first book, the, uh, Miss, Mrs. Wheelbarrow Pantry, Mrs. Right. Wheelbarrow Pantry, Pantry, yeah. was that your idea or did after you'd been building your, repertoire a little bit or did you you pitched it so you found an agent you pitched it I started my blog actually and this is funny um as Mrs. Wheelbarrow's Kitchen and Garden thank you for for the first year it was a combination of gardening and cooking and then I realized that it was the cooking that really that people wanted to talk about so I focused on that and then I've been a preserver for most of my life. I learned when I was very young, great grandmother, you know, that whole story. And I was doing it and putting up recipes and people are like, wow, this is cool. Now, remember, this is 2008, 2009. It was the beginning of the first wave of home preservation. Yes, yes. And so there were a handful of us who were known for being preservers. And when I saw the interest, um, you know, I'm a marketing person. It's sure, like, absolutely. What are they? Shoot where the ducks are flying. That's and right. so I, um, I just persevered in that one area and decided that I should be writing about preserving. But and then my twist on it was a preserving book that showed you how to use what you had in jars. Yes, so not just like put all this strawberry jam up. But now let's take that strawberry jam and make it into a barbecue sauce. Brilliant. No, see the second step, you yeah. know, it's Kathy, it's interesting to me. And this is why cookbooks still dominate so much of the market, which is why we're talking about, you know, self-publishing that people have valuable information um, to share. Um, people don't, I, because I've cooked all my life. Do you know what I mean? I mean, 
I've, I've just cooked all my life. But it, what, it, and when I wasn't cooking, but everybody in my family cooked, my father, my grandfather, my mother, we were Italians, we're just yelling and, and we're in the kitchen. That's what you know, people say, are Italians really like that? I said, my family was, I mean, get in a fight about the parking, who parked where, and then we'd go in and cook. So, but I have two sisters, neither of them as they grew into adults, adult who'd have any interest in food. One's raised a fabulous family. Her husband did the cooking. But when people don't cook, what you just said, I'm thinking, of course, you've got this gorgeous strawberry jam. You can think of 15 things to do with it. Oh, it's homemade. You're going to do this and that. Right. But the second step that you're talking about, people say to me all the time, well, what do you do with that? Do you know what I mean? Or if you just post something on Facebook, they go, well, what do you do with that? You think, what? You So they don't know the second step. So I think you are absolutely... It's so brilliant. That, yeah, that was the whole pitch on the book. And, yeah. Uh, and, it, and for me, I felt like that was what I could offer that was unique because preserving is preserving. And, yeah. and I had, I certainly absorbed a lot of techniques from European um, classics like Escoffier, using less sugar, using yes. less pectin. Um, I had, there's a charcuterie chapter, there's a cheese making chapter. So it's a very comprehensive book and I'm really incredibly proud of it. it was well, a- I saw it when it first came out and I know you won an IACP award for it. It's I a beautiful know. book. Thank it was a beautiful book. All Are I you- know is that I got to get a little kiss from Curtis Stone at IACP and the rest of it is just sort of a blur. That's hysterical. <laughs> he is pretty handsome. I've worked with him a couple of times. And he and really good. People don't realize how big he is, not meaning big, just tall. And when he says, can right. I give you a hug goodbye? And you're thinking, right. can, That's you- said, can I give you a hug? And I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, That's yeah. Very nice. <laughs> yeah. Somebody get a photograph of this. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes thank god for moments like that in life yeah. so um, that's lovely and then my pie book was nominated for a beard a so beard yeah i feel like i've had great uh, opportunities with editors that they've really helped me put together fantastic books and i'm proud yeah. of the recognition that they've gotten well and rightly so absolutely it's a it, it, absolutely without a doubt um a kiss from Curtis Stone and, and uh, not being nominated for James Beard Award is nothing to sneeze at. That's <laughs> <right>. <laughs> nothing to sneeze at. Now, so as you're going forward, and I think I think to me what I was very impressed with with the article when I read it, Kathy Verberman is one perseverance, but two, you're reevaluating something you've already done and make you're improving it. That's what I'm trying to say, which is what it's the reinvention. Do you know what I mean? And I say this to people. Uh, my friend, Ina Pinkney always says pivot, you know, take what you know and pivot. Right. And other people that are friends of mine that are all. I think food can give you a really long career. That's what I always attracted. What I was attracted to in food is that I could move around and do a whole lot of different things and make money. Do you know what I mean? So that's been a luxury of mine. And I often think of, and this was the other controversy though, within the New York Times. With new recipes coming up, what is your feeling about when they are using classic 
recipe names. Don't even get me started. Okay. And it's been a very ugly week for the Italian <laughs> Hello? situation and New York Times. I don't know what they're thinking. I mean, well, for a newspaper that has spent so much effort and energy in hiring people who can represent different cultures yes. in recipe writing, and then to go rogue with classic European um, culinary. Uh, I, I, I'm just okay. absolutely, I am speechless over I'm it. Speechless. And then of course, one of my very young, smart tech friends said, Denise, well, they're just doing it for the SE. Oh, right. That, and it's so obvious. It's, it's so obvious. I said, I'm going to say this to you. And, you know, this was because my favorite, first of all, when I saw the vegan bolognese, <laughs> and I was beside myself. I was beside myself. No issue with a sauce made with walnuts and mushrooms, which I think sounds not. delicious. But yes. get the word bolognese out of the Thank title. Thank you. It is not a bolognese. No. So this is... And, as someone said, Bologna is known for their beef <laughs> and their dairy. And so the, the uh, sauce represents the classic examples of what Bologna grows. Like everything in Italy, it yeah. represents what is there. And so to take those things out and yeah. How and, dare they? Now, this was, I just have to tell you this. I, and the reason it just cracks me up. I'm with Julia Child one afternoon, big press, opening this fancy restaurant in Dallas. I, and Julia's a guest and it's all charming and it's very lovely, but the directors, the producers, everybody's, we're all fluttering around. So the camera goes on and out comes the chef with the Caesar salad and he has put a grilled chicken breast on top of it. And Julia looks up and says, delicious, but this isn't Caesar salad. And of course, <laughs> everyone's going, huh? What'd she say? What'd she say? And I knew it was coming. And the director, who was a friend of mine, we knew it was coming because she then Julia went into that Caesar salad, what it is. And yes, you could call this Caesar salad with a grilled chicken breast or dip, but this is not Caesar salad. Well, they stopped. Now you had to see the young marketing woman say, Cut the camera. She right. I am so happy to hear that this is not just a you know issue oh, of the week. This is an issue of the gestalt, the whole thing. Right? So I always think of Julia and I, you know, I said on um it also I posted on Facebook and then I just I said I hate this vegan. I hate the idea of it. Call it a ragu if you want to stretch. Call it a lovely mushroom sauce. It's right. a, it sounds delicious, yes. but don't call it bolognese. And then I realized, Kathy, that I sounded about 900 years old. And I was also screaming in the background, get off my lawn. So right. I was, whereas you're yeah. still young, you have yeah. time. I don't have time anymore. <laughs> I cannot do it. Well, let me tell you this. I know you can't tell us what your next book is about, but when should we be looking forward to your next book? Well, I can tell you because it's coming okay. out in February. I, I'm in oh. the middle of writing a book for Chronicle that will come out February, 2022. It's <gasps> written, we're photographing it in a couple of weeks. Oh, good. Pages are getting laid out. It is called Bagels, Schmears, and a Nice Piece of Fish. And it is basically the recipes out of a classic appetizing deli. So there's bagels, 16 different flavors, including what I say are bagels my grandmother wouldn't recognize. 
right? Yes, that's okay. Yeah. Um, and then a lot of different schmears, I think about 20 of those. Pickles, how to cure your own Novalox. Um, oh, fabulous. Uh, how to make a whitefish salad. And then I have about a dozen sandwiches that are made out of bagels that are really okay. Actually, a couple salads too. So. That sounds absolutely delicious. It's and you know what? Book. I'm so glad I did know the title of your book. I had read it already and I've forgotten it. Well, just, you know what I love about it the most, Denise? And this is it's sort of surprising. I thought it was just going to be a cookbook. And as I started to write it, it became a collection of my memories as well. I have all my grandmother's recipe cards and a bunch of their community cookbooks and other, you know, classic Jewish um, yes. cookbooks, like the joy of cooking, but for Jewish people. Yes. Um, and, and so uh, going through them, seeing their handwriting, seeing oh. their notes, it, it, um, it gave me this opportunity to sort of relive a large part of my childhood over the course of writing it. And for that, I'm just so grateful because it was a surprise. I didn't know that would happen. I think that is the dearest thing I've heard <laughs> and exactly why people that listen to us, I say to them, even if you just a small cookbook for your grandchildren, a small cookbook of just holidays. Right. Do you know what I mean? Just, yes. Kathy, that's just the, that is so lovely. That yeah. makes me cry. It was really that's nice. Really I remembered like my grandfather, when I was a little girl, we used to visit in the summer and he would make this, something called onions and eggs. And it was big Spanish onions that he would cook for hours on a Sunday morning. And you know, my, my family, they had a good time. There'd be Bloody Marys, they'd be sure. playing bridge and the onions would be cooking literally for hours. And as a child, I'm like, are they ready yet? <laughs> <laughs> they were never ready. And so I, I'm just remembering all of that and writing the recipe down was really joyous for me. <laughs> well, okay, I'll tell you what. Thank you so much for today and your time. And, lovely. And when your new book is out, you'll have to come back and then we'll talk about that Absolutely. and talk about food memories because isn't that the greatest gift? Kathy, thank you. When we when you broadcast, I need you to know Cindy, who is the producer, will put everything up, your information and how to reach you. Great. You can't hide from us. And we mm -hmm. thank you. I thank you so much for your time today. People need to know. This is late in the afternoon for Kathy, and it was so gracious of her because she this was the only time she could do it, and I totally appreciate it. Oh, thank you. Yeah, my husband teaches in the daytime, so we had to work this out. But it, was it was perfect. Thank you. I hope I uh, I had so it was much fun. really fun. Thank you. I had such a nice time. Thank you, Denise. I will see you again. You bet. Bye. Thank Bye -bye. you. If you want to reach us, you you reach us at womanbeyond at icloud.com. And um, you everybody knows, you know, only Cindy takes complaints. So don't, don't, don't try to reach me. Well, thank you, Miss Cindy. Wasn't she the biggest doll? Her new book, it makes me cry when she talked about that it brought back her family. Well, all right, Miss Cindy. Well, we've done our share of work today. Thank you so much. And again, if you have any questions or comments, go to our Facebook page, go to our website, womenbeyondacertainage.com, or reach out to us at womenbeyond at icloud.com. Thanks, Miss Cindy. Bye-bye.